Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Hotels.com. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews, joined by Kendrick Perkins, Richard Jefferson, and Zach Lowe. We are live in Miami, and we're going to get to the conference finals in just a minute. But we have to start with the 19 children and two teachers who were murdered yesterday in Uvalde, Texas. So, unfortunately... This is nothing new in this country. It's the consistency, the prevalence of gun violence in the United States. It's the most troubling part of it. Yesterday's attack, it was the deadliest school shooting in the United States since 2012 when a gunman killed 20 children and six adults at Sandy Hook Elementary in Newtown, Connecticut. But frankly, it's not about quantifying it. Five, 20, two. It is too many mothers, fathers, daughters, sons, grandparents, our neighbors, strangers. Where we're sitting right now, it's 37 miles from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, where 17 people were murdered, murdered four years ago. So we're going to get to last night's game. But first, we want to start our show by calling for some change, the same thing that Steve Kerr did yesterday at his pregame press conference against the Mavericks. Any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on H.R. 8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. It's what we do every week. So I'm fed up. I've had enough. We're going to play the game tonight. But I want every person here, every person listening to this, to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister or brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go Dubs, you know. Come on, Mavs, let's go. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go play a basketball game. And, and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans 
regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check. 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. Steve Kerr has been as outspoken as anyone in the sports world when it comes to gun violence. It's, it's personal for him. His father, Malcolm, was the president of the Uni American University of Beirut when he was shot and killed in 1984. And earlier today, Celtic star Jason Tatum and head coach Ime Odoka, they also spoke about the situation. It's sad that it's becoming something that we're, like, getting numb to. Um, and it, it, it truly is. Um, you know, what happened yesterday was, was sickening and... You know, obviously, everybody sends their prayers and condolences to the families um, of, of those kids. But, you know, at some point, that does get tiring of, you know, going through the same process and the same result keeps happening over and over again. Um, and, you know, I'm no politician and, and things like that, but I heard something yesterday that the guy, when he turned 18, First thing he did was bought a, a handgun and an assault rifle. Uh, you know, just if you don't know anything about laws, that just doesn't sound like something that should be, you know, that you should be able to do. Uh, so, you know, I am a basketball player. I don't have all the answers, but, uh, you know, something does have to change in that regard because uh, obviously things like this, unfortunately, continue to happen. Yeah, that's the first thing you think about as a father, 10-year-old, fourth, fourth grader, and, you know, the, getting those calls or, or that frantic news and, and just unimaginable, honestly, to, to find yourself in that situation as a parent that you're thinking of it. And your heart goes out to the whole community, the, the country in general, and the school, but, um, you know, it, it seems like these things continue to happen and not much of a wake-up call and nothing really changes. And so that's the thing that stands out. It's like, what's next? Um, you know, things happened last week in Buffalo, um, this one yesterday. And, and, you know, the first thing you think of is, as a parent, but also what's going to happen, what's going to change. And, and that's the, the kind of underlying theme and what's going to happen, what's going to change. And as of now, not, not much changes. Yudoka played and coached for the Spurs. San Antonio is about 80 miles from Uvalde and Perk, you live in Texas. I, I know this hits close to home for you. Yeah, it absolutely does. And and Steve Kerr hit, hit close to home to me. We talked about him losing his father to gun violence. I lost my mother at the age of five to gun violence. And so a lot of people don't realize until it happened to them, right? And then you go to Texas. I can't speak for the country, but I know I could speak for Texas, a state that I was raised in, a Texas that I was a state that I reside in. And you look at the leadership, right? It starts with the leadership. You look at, you know, Greg Abbott, Ted Cruz, who's the leaders or so-called leaders who make these rules and things to that nature. And I go back to just thinking about the little thing of an ice storm. And I watched people who had, it was millions of people that, that struggled, didn't have power, didn't have water, didn't have food through an ice storm. And then you watch our senator who represent the state get on the plane with his family and go to Cancun. Okay, bypass all that. We're here today, we're talking about this. I knew 
things were like things were gonna happen like this and it's sad to say for the simple fact that when they passed this law last September I actually tweeted out and said I'm thinking about relocating my family just because it's like the wild wild west in Texas okay it's so bad to the point that I have a 10 year old son he's in the fourth grade guess what he's in homeschool because I don't feel safe with him or my other kids going to school for the simple fact that it's too easy not just for high schoolers and teenagers but people in grade school to get to guns and bring them to school and for tragedies like this to happen so unless you know the leaders or quote-unquote leaders decide to put their pride and power aside and make the necessary adjustments to keep everybody safe then look we're not going to have change and we're going to continue to be dealing with these these type of situations and it's hurtful because i just think about those kids that woke up right and didn't probably want to go to school because you deal with that dealing with a 10-year-old and a fourth grader where they don't want to go to school and the parents say you're going to school today and now the parent have to live with that when they was only making the right choices or the kid that woke up and said he wanted his favorite cereal or he wanted to put on these shoes or he wanted to put on this outfit like it's so wrong and just me thinking about it like the whole situation my mind is so far for basketball right now because when you have kids you can relate to all those parents that lost those that lost their children yesterday and it was tough i was texting steve kerr uh you know earlier today and i just told him you know how proud i was of him and it was mainly because look i know steve's backstory and my father passed away a few years ago from gun violence and you know i just told him like i would have never been able to have those words i would have never been able to sit up there and say that and i am my mom was a school teacher your mom is a school teacher yeah. i have a five and seven year old your you know your your you say parents, your, your parents are parents are teachers so it's like you look at the most vulnerable of people and they are doing it for a reason they are going to the most vulnerable of places that will get the most amount of attention because that's where these people are and it's just very very tough and like i i, I told steve that i I'm so proud that he is one of the faces of our league and that he uses his platform for positive change. I feel what Jason Tatum said about, I, I don't know what to do. I'm a private citizen, just like anyone who's watching right now. I feel helpless in a lot of ways. I'm not a mother, but I feel the pain of my friends and strangers who dropped their kids off at school today. My mom, you, you mentioned it, Richard, she's a teacher and I worry about her. So, so here's what I did before walking on set today. I called my representative, Senator Alex Padilla, and I urged him, please support a passage of legislator that'll promote background checks for gun purchasers. I encourage you all to do the same. NBA Today, we'll be right back. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. (sighs) 
NBA Today is presented by Hotels.com. Find your perfect somewhere. The Warriors with a three games to none lead in the series. Do you want to pack for San Francisco or do you want to pack for Cancun? Sustained Mavericks run right here. Players we're not used to calling their names so far in this series stepping up. They don't want to go home yet. Doncic trains another triple. Dallas Mavericks season not done yet. There will be a game five in San Francisco. The Mavericks, they shot 47% from three last night, making 20 of their 43 attempts. It's a make-or-miss league, after all. Golden State, they only shot three uncontested threes all night. The Mavs, 25 uncontested threes. So the Mavs, they're attempting over 41 threes per game this postseason. That leads the NBA, and in recent years, teams like the Rockets, the Jazz, they've shot even more than that. Do you actually enjoy, Richard, watching this brand of basketball? Yeah, because I, I, it's not just three-point shots. I know we focus on that, but it's like how you get to them, the players that are creating them, they're still good shots. And, like, you can't fall in love with the Warriors because they are different. So every other team has to play a little bit different than the way the Warriors do. Yeah, if you don't like this brand of basketball, you're going to have a problem for the next 10 or 15 years in the NBA because this is all there is. And to Richard's point, I think there's this idea that because everybody shoots tons of threes, every team looks the same. And that has never been true and is not even close to true. The Warriors play much different than the James Harden Rockets, and the Mavericks play much differently than both of those teams. They might all end up shooting a lot of threes, but the pathway there, the techniques there are different. I think the league is in a great place. I understand why some old school guys don't want 40, 50 threes every game. The math is, the math is, if you don't want that, you're going to have to change the rules somehow because the math has been discovered and it's not changing. Yeah, but we haven't got great basketball. Especially we have in, not. We, especially in these finals and it's due because of the lack of three-point shooting. Like, if you go and look... Like the one lack team, of three-point shooting? I mean, like, teams not yeah, being yeah, yeah, yeah. efficient. So the teams, teams are getting blown out all because guys are passing up wide open layups to kick out for threes oh. because that's what they're told to do. Space, go for five wide driving kick and look for the open three and you know what else is ruining the, the upcoming generation of hoopers that's coming in look I spent 10 to 12 hours a day on Saturdays and Sundays at the AAU gym watching my sons play basketball and all I'm watching is a whole lot of children whole lot of kids develop bad habits and have bad tendencies because this is what the NBA this is the example that they're saying well, but are the kids trying to be Steph Curry or are they just catching the ball and shooting open threes. Those are two different things, uh, no, no, right? I'm literally watching kids dr have open lanes, driving to the to the basket for layups and driving all the way out to the corner to pull up for a three-point shot because of what they see on well, television. And, that, and that's, but some of that is coaching, and I know we talk about that even on a lower level. Like, I understand that the game has evolved and had to change, but like your our point, if you drive into the paint and then kick out, that's a much better three. So I think, you know, I understand it can be frustrating, but ultimately... You know, if you teach the kids the right ways, those yeah. are going to be the ones that have the have, advantage. Have you enjoyed watching these, watching that uh, Western Conference Finals? Well, I haven't enjoyed watching either of the finals. Okay. They've both been trash. <laughs> okay, my point exactly. I'm a grumpy no. person. Yeah, that's but, but, but the myth of all this is there's this, the analytics is like this villain that has changed the game. It's all threes. The, but what analytics has done is uh, every team that shoots a lot of threes still thinks and knows the most valuable shot in the game is a layup or a dunk. What's really happened is that 
pull-up mid-range jumpers by non-star players. Stars still Thank take you. a lot of Thank those you. shots, have turned into threes. Are we really, like, that angry about that? Because that's what's happened. No, yeah. I, and I think, but that's, the, the, yes, that, we yeah, well, perks, perks, but that's, but that's your point. Star players still do it, yeah. right? Star players still do it. And I just think when you're teaching young players, you should teach them the entire game, not the little triggers of three or dunk or layup. You got to teach them the whole game. Well, speaking of stars, the star of the game was no doubt Luka Doncic, mm. right? 30 points, Ooh. 14 rebounds, mm. nine to save the Mavs season. I mean, whew. Luke my goodness Moses. he's that dude he don't he care he don't care look at this just just the dunks the easy we didn't even see a ton of dunks from him early let's dive into the numbers luca in elimination games starting with 30. luca's now scored 30 at least 30 in five career games when facing elimination the second longest streak to begin so moving on to 17 it was luca's 17th thir career 30 point game in the playoffs tied with kobe and kd for the second most in the nba history by a player before turning 24 only behind lebron james and last but certainly not least 36.4. That's Luca's career scoring average when facing elimination by far the highest in NBA history among players with at least three such games. I ain't no joke. joke. Look at Luca take it right down the lane. It's in a one, three, Luca. What he does for this team is incredible. He's our leader. When he goes, we go. And he loves that stage. I ain't no joke. I just want to win the game, and that's it. We got more to do, you know. This is nothing. We got three more, and, you know, we have to go game by game. Uh, we're going to be lifted again. I ain't no joke. joke. Good track. All right, Lucas taking this game to another level. The Mavs, they'll be facing elimination again on Thursday. Perk, what attribute makes him so good in these situations? Well, I think me and Richard agree <laughs> on something finally. He, he don't give a damn. Look, you, you could drop Luca anywhere in America, and he's going to be Luca Doncic, right? You have guys that only be themselves, even superstars. Show that type of emotion, that type of aggressiveness, being mean, talking noise at home. Luca is going to do that on the road at home in your nearest hood whether it's out the country in the country it don't matter and when you have a superstar guy that has that type of tenacity and has that type of talent look this is what makes him so great well it is and we joke look if you from the west coast right you west play coast. west coast you play a little running gun basketball when you play when you go in new york you know it's dribble 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 that's the way they play in new york south side chicago is a different way it doesn't matter what about in texas in te i don't know what the, them texas <laughs> Growing big out in Texas. <laughs> big out Texas. But I'm saying though, you can put him anywhere and his game just translates because mm -hmm. his IQ, his size, his handle, he has so many special things. But more importantly, the part that we are laughing about, he don't care. He don't care about you. He don't care about him. He don't care about nothing but hooping and trying to help his team win. And you just see the energy. He's that good and that special. Well, this is this is who he is. Whether it's closeout games or game one, he's scoring 30 points in every single playoff game, no matter how you slice the average. And I think what you guys are saying is the moment is never too big no. for him. He does not care about the pressure. He's not scared of anybody. You will never see him afraid to get fouled. You'll never see him pass up a layup at the rim because he's afraid to get fouled. You'll never see any of that in big moments. He can get to any shot he wants at any time. He can throw any pass he wants at any time. He's big. He's strong. He's tough. And by the way, we write off these series when they're 3-0. And maybe the Warriors wrote off last night a little bit. We're one Dallas road win away. We saw it with Philly and Toronto from this becoming super interesting. Like, they don't, the Warriors well, don't want to mess around well, and well, end up in well, Dallas for game what six. What you saying, Zach? 
You what take, I'm saying is don't mess around in game five. You better close it out in game five. Are you taking Dallas in game five? No, I'm taking the Warriors in game five. I'm saying we've seen how rare it is just to go from 3-0 to 3-2. And imagine now there's only two series going on. Imagine the media pressure, everything. If that gets to 3-2, that's that's interesting. Nah, they need to focus. You don't want to mess around with going back to Dallas. You don't want to mess around. Think about what we just said about Luca. You don't want to mess with that guy. Give him extra lives. And by the way, we Perk and I were talking about this off camera earlier. The way that Luka Doncic is talking in his post game conferences. It, that swagger, it reminds me a little bit of a Giannis. What he's saying is, you know, it doesn't matter, win or lose, we're going to get it done. I'm, and, and then he goes out and it just leaves it all out there. And it's, a little, I mean, it's scary. You don't want to mess, you don't want to mess with that. Uh, there's something we got to mess with, though, before we move on from last night's game. There's just one more moment that you, you need to see. What? Green tries on curb your enthusiasm music behind it and I don't even know how that's possible like how did that happen I, I don't know I was at Komodo last night well, you're too cool for me but, no but I was watching Jeez. it on my phone I was watching it on my phone shout out Naila happy birthday my manager <laughs> love you uh, but like I, I don't think I've seen this very many times ever it, it just, what do you even call, if a wedgie is where, what is this? Let, let me say this, of all the players that, to, to have it happen to them, Draymond is the player to have them. Well, is it we, a leggy? If that's a wedgie, this is a leggy? Don't, don't do that. Oh, yeah, come on, that was, that was good, that's but good. I'm good. No, 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 look, no. I'm, not, I'm not trying to even You might have won an Emmy, but we're not giving you that. Yeah, okay, I'm fine. trying to keep my energy where I'm not even trying to get into well, the Well, Zach and I got a little something for you guys. No, we don't. Don't put me, don't put this on me. Do you want to relive some of your memorable throws? yes. See, this one, look, look, and one first. First of all, look, this it, one hit the rim. I said, watch this. It hit the rim. It hit, it the, rim. It hit the rim. Thank it you. That will make it great. Look, oh. how, look how little oh, you oh, care. Oh, and one. Little I care. I'm getting up. Yeah, you don't care. You get up there. I'm not sure this is going to uh, end in an uh, and one. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's an and zero. Did that hit the rim? And zero. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, look, more worse than that, yeah. I have gone up, brick two free throws, gone back down, came back down, got fouled again, bricked another two. Those, That's far worse, bricking four free throws and two consecutive possessions than airballing a free throw. Well, I'm hoping that that's not what we have to live through in the Celtics-Heat game tonight. That's <laughs> the way they've been, shooting On threes. NBA Today, <laughs> Heat and Celtics battling injuries. We have the latest on Marcus Smart, Tyler Hero, who is actually going to play Lace in Game 5 of the Eastern Conference. Total raw shots. You want to play? Total raw With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers, thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Party in the city where the heat is on all night. On the beach till the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. Bouncing in the club. We just just lost every Spanish. On the beach till the break of dawn. I'm going to Miami. Welcome to Miami. You know who else is in Miami? Come on. Both feeling better. Marcus is still has some swelling and and pain, soreness. Uh, They will test it out pregame and see how they feel. So no decision yet. No. We've been dealing with it especially with, with the Rob situation for a while. And like I said, he's pretty much day-to-day the rest of the playoffs, so it's something we have to manage and kind of work around. Well, you know who's clearly in Miami. And oh, dressed yeah. for Ooh. the occasion. Look at all this. Color. Okay. Let me get that fan. All the colors. Oh, yeah. Get that all the colors. Yes. We got to get the fan on Cassidy. Yes. yes. Wait, but this is too many buttons. No, I, mean, <laughs> I got one more. One no. more. It's no. too few buttons. Too few for the record. Too few. This is daytime television, <laughs> yeah, okay? Yes, Cassidy Hubbard is joining us now. Let's get this thing back on track. You were at Shoot Around yeah. today, Cass. What else can you tell us about Marcus Smart and Robert Williams' status? Look, you heard Emay say it. You know, Marcus still has swelling, pain, and soreness. My understanding before game four was that that ankle had significant swelling. Now, we haven't seen him play in a few days, and we know how ankle injuries and swelling can go down, um, but we're going to find out game time decision. We'll see he's going to go out there and, and give it a test. Robert Williams, he may also said he's going to be day to day for the rest of the playoffs, and that's understandable given that it's a surgically repaired knee. But he may did say... Even though injuries at this time in the season are normal, he did say seeing the amount of names on the injury list is alarming. Yeah. And I think uh, we can all agree to that. Absolutely. And I, and I hate to do a, a ranking of who's more or less important, but I'm going to do it anyway. Well, no, I'm going to start with oh. you, Zach. Who's more important I'm to start a with champion? me. That's a great yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'm giving them a break. More important to a championship run, Marcus Smart or Robert Williams? Can I cop out and say both? Oh, no, I know. So, I know who it is. Know who it is. If, I ha- if I have to pick, I think it's Marcus Smart. I mean, he was a defensive player of the year. He's their go. point guard. He is, is, I think, a little bit more important to how they play play switch everything defense because he's the rare point guard who's big enough to like deal sure. with Bam Adebayo in the post. Robert Williams brings a vertical dimension that nobody else gives him but if I can get by with Al Horford and Grant Williams at the four and the five and then playing a little small with Tatum or Brown at the four I think I, I, I can survive that more than I can Marcus Smart for a prolonged period of time. I'm Captain going, fan. I'm going with Robert Williams and, and, and not to disrespect Marcus Smart we get what, what he brings to the table and we get how, how valuable he would be if they would happen to make it to the finals and possibly face the Golden State Warriors. But you have to get there. And I think when you look at Robert Williams, the thing that he provided in, in, this, in this Miami Heat series is comfort to Al Horford to be able to do what he needs to do individually to Bam out of the bio. We saw when Rob, Robert Williams was out the game, Bam out of the bio had it his way for the simple fact that he, was, he wasn't afraid to attack the basket. Al Horford had to do both. He takes so much pressure off of Al Horford. They have to get through this series first to even think about winning the championship. Yeah. You added a whole 
whole extra syllable to autobio. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm trying to work on it. Okay. Yeah. Been, uh, and then I won't make fun of you. No, I've been missing okay. it, though. Okay. You know, it's fine. Don't change. He's overheated. Don't change. Clearly. No, no, I, when, I, when I look at Robert Williams, you know, it, it's so tough because when he plants his feet in that, in that lane and anybody drives, that lob threat is always there. So you have to worry about where you're going to do. But there is no one, in my opinion, that is more important to, to you know, outside of, outside of Jason Tatum, it's Marcus Smart. Yes. Because de defensively, the intensity, you saw the one game that he was out and he was trying to rally the troops, like that energy that he brings. And on top of it, he is the best perimeter defender in a league that you need perimeter defenders. Let's look at the other side. You got Luca on the other side and you got Steph, Clay, Jordan. You got a lot on the other side. If you don't have the best perimeter defender in the league currently right now, then you're missing pro probably a key component to even winning a champion. And don't get it twisted. Just because they blew out the heat without Marcus Smart in the last game doesn't mean yeah, no, that mm -mm. his presence doesn't make right. a huge difference in, in this game tonight. And I, I just think it's 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 both, though, yeah. to your point. Not to be Chanae. Yeah. Everyone just kills hey, We miss you. All right, let's shift to the heat side of things and get an update on Tyler Hero and bring in Brian Windhorst. Brian, what can you tell us about Hero's status for tonight's Game 5? Well, he's listed as questionable, Malika, and throughout the playoffs, whenever the Heat have listed a player as questionable, generally they have played. So the question, I think, isn't so much availability. It's what his, you know, his ability to impact the game is going to be if he gets out on the court. Now, when he sat out game four, the reason he did was because he had pain running on that groin. He was already a target of the Celtics offense when he was fully healthy. So if he does get out on the court in that six-man role where he's excelled so much tonight, look for the Celtics to attack him defensively and test just how agile he is on that groin injury. Brian, thank you for that update. All right, I want to bring it back to the panel here because, Zach, it's really your first opportunity to stretch and talk about this series a little bit. I'm thankful you're here because we've heard enough from the peanut thank gallery God. over there. Peanut gallery. I know. In so your eyes, though, Zach. <laughs> When, have the, when has the Celtics offense been at its best? So Kyle Lowry coming back really changed Miami's defense yeah. almost as much as its offense because all of a sudden they can switch a lot more. There's fewer weak links to pick at. Max Struess is the only thing that passes for a weak link now in Miami's starting five, and he's pretty solid, but he's not solid enough to deal with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and the Celtics are at their best offensively when they're calculated, when they think, when they don't waste time and they don't waste possessions. Get to your matchups and attack the matchups. This was my favorite play. Play from game four. It's a double pick and roll. Kyle Lowry says, go switch it, Max Struess. I'll be the last line of defense. I'll be the last guy. And Jason is like, all right, cool. Go away, Robert Williams. I'll just deal with Max Struess. I got what I want. Bam creeps up. Boom. Decisive attack. I'll loop to Robert Williams. Smart. Don't waste time. Don't waste possessions. Get the matchup you want. Here's another one. Here's Tatum here. Boom. Look how he just, he doesn't pause. He doesn't take the ball out to dance with it. He gets the switch mm. and he just goes right at him. Fly by. Easy long two. About as easy as shot you're going to get into heat. And then this play has just killed Miami over and over again. Sideline pin down for Jalen Brown. Gets the same switch. And for whatever reason, Jalen Brown has been really comfortable going at Struess. I don't know what it is about that matchup. He really likes that matchup. He's a lot he goes, better than him. Oh. Well, I mean, but Max Struess is solid. It's not like a weak link but, now. To, wow. Wendy, to Wendy's point, when you put Hero out there, if Duncan Robinson's in the game, the Celtics are going right at those guys every single time. And when the Celtics are at their best, when they don't mess around, yeah. just go to what works. Don't overthink it. Don't waste time. I agree. This was the point where I was going to say the stage, stage is set. Let's make some picks. But then I thought there's a different kind of pick that, that I have in mind. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Oh. Cassie, oh, I think yes. you'll enjoy this. You'll what enjoy happened? this, Cassie. What happened? 
Yeah. What, what, he had a, what are you doing? He had a, well, he had a big, long nose hair. No, but that's... Um, no, it was so long, I could see it from two but seats But you know down. he's a grown man. He can handle that himself. I have to, I have to look at my phone because I can't... Did well, you we got it. wash your hand? We got it. What is... You're sitting right next to me. Got it. I gave you a high five before this show. Yeah, I, think this, I think this counts as a hostile work environment yeah. for me. Stop it. My germs. My germs. He wiped Perk's nose hair on me. Yeah, now you're sitting there. They put you in that seat. Uh, you're Thanks in the nose for having hair me seat. on NBA Today, guys. <laughs> Still ahead, the all NBA teams have been released, oh. and a surprising name was left off the first team. Oh. Our panel's reaction to that and more coming up on NBA Today. Then maybe don't grow your nose hairs out so long. I think he was talking about Joel Embiid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Hotels.com. Back with Zach, Richard, and Perk. All right, the All-NBA teams, mm. they've been released. Let's take a look at the results. Here they are. Giannis Tentacumbo, the only unanimous selection for first team. It was the first time since 1955, so the year that Richard was born, that all players oh. on first team are 27 or younger. Okay. You can see the rest of the selections. <laughs> what do you say? Okay. <laughs> Just to remind our viewers the financial impact of All-NBA team announcements, Trey Young bumps up 30% to the 30% max. Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker both qualify for the Supermax contract extensions. So, a ton to dig into with the results, but the elephant in the room, Joel Embiid. All right, he finished second in MVP voting, still missing out on first team All NBA. Zach, help me. I gotta talk now? Help me understand this and ignore thing one and thing two. What is the question? <laughs> Are you okay with Joel Embiid being left off? I'm not. No, I'm not excited about it. I mean, like, I don't know what you're supposed to do. So they, they, they NBA says, okay, we're going to list him as a forward and a center. So you can put Jokic on first team and Embiid on first team. Then you get your ballot and it says, please vote players at the position where they actually play basketball. I say, okay, what am I supposed to do? So does it stink that the guy who finished second in MVP voting is on the second team? Yes. Is it unprecedented? No, like Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain no, got first team. No, we're not going team. far well, that but far that's back. fine. But then just change the rules and just say there are no positions. Just but vote then for that's the, the conversation the, vote, we should be having. Vote for the best 15 guys, which is totally nice. fine. Listen, I, I'll let the elephant no, no, in the room go, go first. Go, go, go. <laughs> 
Now, now, listen, seriously, though, it's it's so disrespectful to Joel and B, right? One, he should have won the MVP. Well, we're talking Talk about, about the that. guy that led the league in scoring, right, that had to deal with so much we drama. We got your vote. We had to, yeah, he did. He did. And, look, here's the thing. I also had a vote. And what you could have done, Zach, was you could have penciled him in as a forward. I know. That's sure. what I said. Okay, I'm saying, but did you do it? You said no, it. That my so, first team okay, is the first. Zach, okay, Zach is so, a dude so, when he's told. Nah, kind of like, nah, like Zach's going to follow the some, instructions. He colors in the lines. Well, well, look, in the I don't like coloring outside the lines. Uh, yeah. It does annoy me. We're not talking about all that right now. I got the floor, okay? Listen, here's the thing. Joel B has been getting disrespected, and it has to stop. At the end of the day, we talk about the game being positionless, right? It's a positionless game. Take away all the men. You had the argument yesterday whether Steph Curry is a PG or he's a shooting guard or he's a hybrid. All that. So why is the vote not positionless, right? Just, just hey, just give me the top five players that should be on the all-NBA team, first team, or, or the top 15, and you go from there. My biggest issue is this. This is the, the 75th year uh, of the NBA, and we have all of these, the 50 greatest, and then now the 75 greatest. Your resume is what goes into that, right? Your resume, how many all-NBAs, how many MVPs, all of this thing. Clay Thompson, Keep when on. he missed out on an all-NBA an all a few years ago when mm -hmm. they were on their way to win a championship, and that cost in the Supermax, that affected him. And it affects legacies. And I'm not saying, like, legacy, like, is it number one or number two? But right. if Joel Embiid is going to be one of the next hundred greatest players, they're going to count your all-NBA first team. They're going to count your all-NBA teams and your all-stars. So to have a guy who was easily either the first or second best player in the league this year be on all-NBA second team, that means that somebody in this list on the first one, and look, I hate to break it down, but I would probably take off Luka. And we've Whoa. sat up here and sang Luka's agree. praises. I, I would agree. take off Luka. Right? right? Jason Tatum, we know I'm where his team finishes. i that because all the snub yeah. conversations, no one actually yep. does the yep. who do you take out. And that's well, not – and we, we've, sang, we've sang Luka's – like, like his praises. But I think Luka and, like, the way he started this year very slowly and then ramped up, I believe he belongs on second team. And then Joel Embiid should be on first team. So there is an answer right there. I just think that when we have the 75 greatest, you see guys that were upset that they weren't on it. Well, these are the awards that go into it. So the NBA has to get this right, and they have to fix this. Whatever the next list is of 7,500 greatest, Joel Embiid is going to be on it. It, do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't uh, matter first team, second team. Joel Embiid is going to be on it because it's not. Gonna, if they do it in a hundred, uh, the year hundred, it's going to be a lot of years. He's I feel like it. if we don't cut this off now, we're going to just keep going yes. on uh, forever. Will, yeah. More NBA today coming up after the break. Stop. No, no, no I don't want to see that. that. No. I want to see that. Where's that at? Where's that at? <laughs> <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Hotels.com. Our next WNBA matchup is Saturday afternoon on ABC in the ESPN app. The Aces, they score off against Candace Parker in the sky. Coverage begins at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. 
Sticking in the WNBA, Mercury star Brittany Griner has been detained in Russia for 97 days facing a drug charge, which could carry a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison. ESPN special correspondent Angela Rye sat down with Griner's wife, Sherelle Griner, in an exclusive interview where she spoke out about Brittany's detainment. What was the last thing she said to you before she left for Russia? It's the irony of all of it. You know, she didn't want to go back. <laughs> so she just said she was so exhausted from always having to go overseas. And we talked about it, and I was like, well, you know what, babe? Like, let's just make this your last year of season. I was like, you don't have to go back anymore. Mm -hmm. I was like, we'll figure something else out, you know, when it comes to pay, because obviously there is a tremendous difference in the amount of money that she makes when she's playing WNBA versus when she goes overseas. If it was LeBron or KD or Steph Curry, do you think that you would be sitting here today? Thank you, Angela. You can watch the full exclusive conversation with Brittany Griner's wife on NBA Countdown tonight at 7.30 Eastern on ESPN. Griner's unlawful detainment, the WNBA, they're consistently a place where players raise their voices, and last night was no different. So here's Mystics guard Natasha Cloud last night on the elementary school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Today we're going to do a media blackout. Um, I think that you are all aware of what is happening, what happened in Texas, uh, what happened in Buffalo uh, not even a week and a half ago. Uh, we have an issue in this country, um, not only white supremacy, um, we also have a gun violence issue. Uh, and this is our, this is us using our platform, right? This game doesn't matter. The 18 lives um, and, the, and the number is going up um, by the minute. 18 lives that were lost today uh, from senseless gun violence in Texas at an elementary school. We're talking about our kids not being safe to go to school. And our government is still not implementing sensible gun laws. This isn't about taking people's rights away from bearing arms. This is about putting sensible gun laws in so that this doesn't happen again. We cannot continue to make the same mistakes. We cannot continue to allow these things to happen in our country. And nothing is being done with it for money, for profit. So I'm calling on everyone, please put this out, post it, write to your not only local representatives, but your federal representatives and tell them you are tired. Tell them that we are tired of lives being lost in this country for sensible, senseless It is time to implement gun laws and stop caring about profit and money over people and lives. So thank y'all, please be safe. Um, please check on your loved ones if you see crazy online please send it to someone send it to the police send it to, to anybody but if our government's not going to do our job then we got to do our job and come together as a community because this is this is absolutely ridiculous at this point um, to the families in texas the mystics are sending our love our prayers um, we prayed for y'all today we will continue to pray for you and we will continue to fight for you and we will fight for everyone in this country thank y'all as Natasha just said, if you feel compelled, please contact your elected officials and speak out about gun violence. Press for change, press for background checks. Use your voice. It doesn't have to be this way. It is not like this in so many other countries. We can be better. It matters. We'll be back in 60 seconds.
NBA Today is presented by Hotels.com. Find your perfect somewhere. For outstanding personality emerging on air talent. And the Emmy goes to Malika Andrews, ESPN. Thank you to my family, to the NBA on ESPN family, my NBA Today family. This has been a year of tremendous change for me in a role I never saw myself getting into, let alone at this point. And so thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I just can't say thank you enough. First of all, I just want to make sure that everybody knows, yes, me and Perk make jokes, we pull out each other's nose hairs, but we, NBA Today, is hosted by an Emmy winner, is hosted by an Emmy winner, and again, as much as, you know, basketball and all this other stuff, we have, like, credentials, that right there, as a host of a show and as an Emmy winner, gives all of us credentials because of the work that you put in, and we have somebody else that would like to say hi as long as you don't cry. I don't cry. All right. Well, okay. Kendra, sure? wait, wait, come on, Kendra, oh, come on in. Yeah. Come on in, yeah. Uh, yes. Hi, right. Kendi. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Meeks. Of course, of course I had to come on here to say congratulations. Do you remember when I came on here for your birthday? I said, well, it's easier to come on here than to call you. And Malika, that's because you were literally always so busy. Like, I didn't even know you were in Miami until I turned on my TV. You were always busy <laughs> because you're always hustling. You're always working. Oh, you're always setting such a great example of what it means to be a good journalist and you're such an inspiration to me and so many other young women young people of color but Malika you thanked a lot of people in that speech and some of those other people want to congratulate you too so we have a couple messages from someone else too oh, she's gonna go. cry. Hey, Malika. congratulations I am so happy for you so proud of all you accomplished and um, all the things you've done in the short amount of time that you've been in this industry You've, you've managed to take uh, a lifelong family passion and turn it into a profession, uh, show the world the joy that, that we feel watching sports. And uh, it's just amazing. I don't, I don't know what to say. I, I really wish I could have been there with you last night. Hi there, Malika. I just want to tell you how proud I am of you. Muzzle talk, dear daughter, on this accomplishment. I love you so much. Slay on. Oh, oh man. Uh huh. Thank you, Kendi. So. You shouldn't have. You're going to make us cry. Oh, Thank, Thank you. Well, that's Thank what you. we're supposed to do. That's what we're supposed no, to do. No, you're not. No, you're not supposed to. Yes, we are. <laughs> Thank you. Can Kendi. we just keep this here? Thank you to all of you. We will be back tomorrow. NFL Live is coming up next. And yeah, yeah let's go. Carry the hell on. We're hosted by an Emmy winner. <laughs> Look at that. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel exhausting, borderline impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand with just enough context so you can listen, get it, and go on with your day. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore.